What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Middlecoff! Happy birthday, happy birthday, Middlecoff. Baby Hames! birthday, Carl. Getting old. Getting old! Uh, all right. They say you lose your hair when you get older. You think that's true? Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> You'd be a good little guy. I hope not. I, I, I was, uh, I don't, I don't see, I don't know. If, if you did it, you just have, you'd have to go full beard. That'd be a new look. You'd just go the complete opposite. Not a bad idea. Isn't that the naggy? Yeah, but probably even a thicker beard. Well, this, is that, someone just gave up a home run in the Dodger game. Well, guess who hit it? Yeah, that guy that's fucking better than, uh, than Bryce. But yeah, I guess when you the good thing about going bald when you're like 26 is you know you don't face what other guys face in like their 30. Sometimes you see a guy like in his 40s, you're like God, he's holding on for dear life. Who'd I see? It was like a famous guy, and it was pretty clear there's not much left. I can't say his name actually. Oh, <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's one of those where you're just like, whoa. It, and it just um, is what it is. You know, it hits everyone differently. Some of us recede, other of us. Yeah. It just falls. It's an interesting point. You're saying, like, because it happened to you at 26, you had a lot of other things that were positive going on as opposed to 40. You're in the midst of a midlife crisis. Now, maybe some of you listening are 40 and you don't have that issue, but you'd be concerned about having your hair through your 30s. Well, Phil Savage told me and one you're 40 time. And you're like, is my wife going to leave me when it happens at 26? You know, you, you were bald when you met her. Exactly. Phil Savage told me one time the best thing that ever <laughs> happened to you is getting fired in this business in the NFL when you were in like your late twenties, he's like, it happened to me when I was 42 or whatever. I'm like, well, Phil, you were a GM and they did sign you to millions of dollars of contracts. But he's like, it wrecked my, you know, just kind of derails your life. Mm. Cause you go 20 years in a business, you just create a confidence or whatever, you know, like a hard outer shell, kind of like an Mm M&M where when you just kind of get thrown to the wolves right away as a employee, you know, in their young age, you're, you're you become more nimble. Now, then it happened to me a couple years later. But I also look at baldness a lot like that, where you see a lot of older people. When it happens to you when you're younger, I would say before like 35, you just kind of, you don't have a choice, right? 
when you when you're when you when you have fifty plus years of life, you've been living with oh. it for so much longer. Right, right. You're more attached. Because even you, wouldn't you agree that if you're like you see a thirty, <laughs> let's say a thirty three year old guy, he's probably been receding since maybe his late twenties. So he's been cognitively thinking about it. You know, where right. you like all of a sudden you look up and you're 48. Well, you're like, holy like shit! Like if I if I make it to like 48 with this hair, I'm I'm gonna start thinking like, am I making it all the way? Am I going the distance? Right. That's what you start thinking. Am I going the distance with this? And then like it hits you at 55. Like I thought I was going the distance. I was more than halfway around the track. I thought I was gonna make it. I thought, you know, I thought it was gonna be a, a win for the bald brotherhood today. Bears. Well, actually, first I was taking pictures of Gruden and, and Nagy. Cause it was going to be a, a win for team hair over the bald brotherhood bears. And then, uh, and then the bears came back and I deleted the photos and then it was a win for team hair. So good for Gruden and team hair. I was, I was at least happy for, for that, but we'll get to that game and we're recording this on a Sunday, big Niners Monday night game, uh, with Middlecoff in attendance. That'll be happening uh, at Levi stadium. Uh, some of the playoff pictures, some headlines, but first we tell you this podcast is brought to you by ease. E-A-Z-E dot com. Annie's Wellness dot com with a promo code you already know is ham. Might have to take my, my ease dot com right into me to the uh, to the game tomorrow. A little Levi's, a little ease. Sounds Ooh. sounds good. You know, I like Ooh. that little combo. Ease dot com. Promo code ham. Get your goodies. They got pre-rolls. They got edibles. They got it. Whatever you want, they got it. Just check it out. They deliver it to your house. Then we got our friends at Ease Wellness guy which are big into this thing called CBD, uh, easewellness.com, promo code HAM, and check out CBD four days. They got uppers, they got downers, they got sleep aids, they even got these things they like to call doggy treats, guy. Doggy treats. How do you beat doggy treats with CBD? You can't. Share it. Share it with your friends. Yeah, share it with you. Tell all your friends about ease and easewellness.com. Podcast also brought to you by mybookie.ag. The promo code there is... Ham and just the number one. So Ham one. No one gives you more ways to win. Fastest payouts, better lines than any other sports book in mybookie.ag. Promo code Ham one. And they got it all right. College football, which we talked about, headed into Friday. Ton of games yesterday, which kind of a rough Friday, but the way, or I mean a Saturday, but the way to make it entertaining Saturday is to gamble on the games. Then right into Sunday, and then we got this Monday night game. Last time I saw, I think it was three and a half. I have to double check here. But baseball, uh, baseball playoffs guy. Up and Adam, you want to bet on Major League Baseball playoffs? Are the Dodgers, who were my favorite to win it all? Hell, they might not even make it up the first round at this rate. Uh, you can do it all on mybookie.ag, promo code HAM and the number one. Again, mybookie.ag, you literally can bet on everything. We've been going all year. We've done the golf majors. Uh, we're now the best time of the year. we got fall football, college, and pro, and baseball playoffs. How Does, does it get any better? I, I think my new favorite is the Yankees. That's my two-game uh, take. But the Astros are pretty good too, so I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I like Houston. Do you think that's a pretty epic series? Yeah, it, it needs to happen if the Yankees make it there. They're up two nothing. I know. You think they go back to Minnesota and get pushed a little? Who's uh, who's pitching Game Three? CC? No, no, he didn't even. even he, yeah, oh, I know. You know, uh, Pettit maybe. I just don't love the Yankee starters. <laughs> David Cohn wouldn't be. I don't think. Look, at this point, I'd be surprised if we end up back at Yankee Stadium for Game 5, but I wouldn't be shocked and appalled. That was kind of my Stanford-Washington take last week. I, I, there's a lot of stuff on paper that says Washington should blow them out, but I don't think they're going to. 
and then Stanford won the football game. So that's kind of my twins. It's kind of my twins Yankees uh, perspective right now. I feel you. Niners minus five. Cleveland that's what it is the minus five. Minus five seems a little seems a little I don't strong. Feel great for about me. that. That that right, number so- to me, I'd say three and a half would be showing respect to the Niners. The five. I think it's fair to say if you want to gamble on the Browns, you're probably getting a free like point and a half right now. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a hype point right there. That's what we like to call that. Yeah, that's because wouldn't you? It's fair to say like you watch some games today, like the Falcons beat the shit, or I mean, got the shit beat out of them. But like the talent is kind of equal. The talent on the Browns, you could argue like they might have more even premium players than Niners. Now the Niners, I think, have a lot of solid guys now. Yeah. And a couple premium guys, but the Browns got like, I mean, Odell Beckham, best one of the best wide receivers in the league. Jarvis Landry, one of the best slot receivers in the league. Miles Garrett, one of the best pass rushers in the league. Like these guys are the best in the. You, you seen Nick Chubb? You got yourself a little Nick Chubb because I do for Nick yep. Chubb, and he's a good player. I like I like uh, Mostert. I do, but I'd rather have Mozart. Nick Chubb. Mozart. Mozart. The, what did Andy say after they got a big win? Uh, it was something like uh, some about stuff. Mozart, what did he, uh, he, not everything Mozart painted was perfect or something like that. Was it everything Mozart? Yeah, it was not everything. It was Mozart, something like that. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it was. Not everything Mozart painted was perfect. Or like Mozart didn't always. Yeah, it was something. Or about it was Mozart like painted. yeah, Michelangelo. Not every song Michelangelo wrote was good. Or it was just whatever it was. I thought it was, it was Mozart painting. Is yeah, what I it, was it was the opposite of the famous guy. But but he might be right. Like who's to say Mozart didn't paint on the side and it, none of it was perfect? I'm pretty sure he was wrong, and that's what made it so funny. I'm just saying, there's a chance that you know we're so enamored with the music that we don't know that Mozart did some painting. You think there's a chance Mozart had some bangers? Um, now Mozart what was Mozart deaf or was he blind? What was the chick that was blind? Deaf. She couldn't touch or see or hear. Remember that girl? Yes, the that, famous somebody woman. made fun of who made fun of her the other day. Um, what was her name? Uh, uh, Helen Keller. Helen, Helen Keller. Keller. Yeah, Helen Keller. What was she? Blind, deaf, and couldn't taste. Deaf, blind. Yeah, yeah. What do you get? Five senses. It felt like she was missing every one, but she was still a stud. Somebody made a Helen Keller reference that they kind of got. I thought I thought it was Not like recently, a, like a couple. Of yeah, years I thought ago. it was a couple was of it years a rap ago. Song? Yeah, no, I I think it was like an athlete used a reference. Maybe a GM or something, and it was just like, yeah. It does, you know what? That does sound like something that would be in a report about a player. Well, I, guy, I've heard it used a million times. Like Helen Helen Keller would have caught that. You know, I, I don't know right, exactly right, you know, right, what right, you'd use yeah. it for, but it was like, like when Rich Gannon said that. I don't think he thinks like you just you just repeat when what Rich you, Gannon said you're better to die a child than fumble on the goal line. <laughs> But if you think about On it, if you, just, television. if you just hear all these things nonstop, like and Kevin Harlan went, wow. Yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, I don't even know what you'd use Helen Keller for. Like, yeah, like. No, the, the one you said was perfect. That was That's what you would say. Yeah. That's what gets said. Helen Keller would have a better chance to catch the ball than, you know, Amari. The Raiders win was big. We'll talk about that. The All the stuff that happened Sunday was big. But. I think one thing in sports we love is when there is build-up, and there is still build-up for Monday Night Football. So we're going to start with that because when you wake up Monday morning, that's what most of the NFL world will be talking about. Um, 
people will still be tweeting at us about the Raiders, which is fine because believe it or not, at three and two, they're more interesting to me when than at one and four. Because as we always say, we're watching every game. You know what's funny? I got a couple of these. Middlecoff, this could not be what you wanted. Well, one, maybe because it was the bit like, yeah, I want Matt Nagy to win his games. But I don't want the Raiders to be four and twelve. I would like them to be nine and seven in the six wild card. You know what I like? When the Raiders are good. They're fun to talk about. Like I don't want to watch bad football. And I People, where, where we live, we get to watch them. I, I if you told me the Niners well, and Raiders both make the playoffs, I'd sign up for that. That's what I'm rooting for. John, this is it really is the perfect transition to start with the Niners because and I, I got a long DM from somebody today, I haven't replied to him yet, about Terrestrial Radio, someone who listens on the East Coast and just appreciates the podcast. I appreciate the note because the DMs are always open. Um, uh, but this is the perfect transition from Joey. Joey, thank you for your uh, loyalty. But back to the terrestrial radio days, you think about this, John. The Niners went 8-8 eight and eight in 2014. They went 5-11 and 11 in 2015. We crushed them that entire year. They went 2-14 in 2016. We crushed them that entire year. They went 6-10 in 2017. They got crushed for most of that year. Uh, but they got Jimmy. Then they went 4-12 and 12 last year. It was a disaster. And here they are at 3-0. and um, So they spent a lot of time getting crushed. Monday Night Football is going to be the biggest football game the Niners have played in terms of just hype and build-up since when? Since Jim Harbaugh was the coach of the team. Jim Harbaugh has not been the coach of the 49ers since 2014 or the he, 2014 he's been, season. He, he's on his fifth season at Michigan. I think sometimes when you say that out loud, like even like, oh, Jay Gruden's just coming down the home stretch of his three years. Jay Gruden's been there six years. Like some guys have been there longer, and it feels like, what? doesn't feel that long, but it is that long. Like you said, is it the biggest game in the history of Levi's? Or would you say the national championship for Bama Clemson last year was probably the biggest but, game? Okay, but that does, that's yeah, not what we're really talking given about. A, given a Niner game, I would say by a country mile, it's the biggest game. Well, one just because let me ask you. They well, haven't. On, let me they, ask you this: They haven't played the they, primetime game that mattered there to no, me. No, but I mean, they started seven and four under Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, but his last year. But the elephant in the room, and we knew it, and I think fans, like as the season went on, started to come to grips with it. He was going to be gone. So it's like, they no, were, I know, but what? I, yeah, but at seven and four, week twelve, like you have a shot at getting in the playoffs. Do you have their schedule in front of you that year? Yeah. So they go seven and four. Then do they lose the Raiders to go seven and five? Lose the Seahawks to go seven and five. Where at home? Okay, bad loss. Go to Oakland. Go lose to the Raiders in Oakland. Seven and six. Go to Seattle. Lose seven and seven. Lose at home to San Diego in OT. I was there at that game. Do you so know was they, that the last? Could, could, it, would nine wins have gotten them into the playoffs that year? You know that I think game. Detroit was the Ka- sixth seed. Kaepernick hit like an eighty-yard run. And they were up, and somehow Rivers brought them back late in the game, and then I, I left late in the game. I didn't even see overtime. I mean, that was a crippling loss. Well, here's the thing: Detroit was eleven and five as the six seed, and Arizona was eleven and five as the five seed. So they were out of playoff contention at that point. So it was one of those all like the two teams. Well, were I good. guess, I guess if Detroit had lost their last two games, whatever, maybe someone remembers that playoff race better than me. But you're right; that story by that point it was over. Yeah. You at the game as a fan, you think? Which one? As a Niner fan? Just being in the Niner fan, you are? Um, I was just there. I, I have friends that have tickets. You know, I get invited so, to more Niner games than I ever do Raider games. I, you know, I go to whatever. <laughs> I'm always open to go to games. Just Your bias me. is showing. <laughs> All right, look. So the point is this team's been crushed for a long time by us, which gets forgotten. And so we are relishing the opportunity to have a team in this situation, which is the situation they're in. 
I don't love them five and a half, but as you said earlier, and this is what we'll get to the Raiders, but you were just saying to me before we started, the fact is John Gruden has beaten Frank Reich and Matt Nagy in back-to-back weeks. Like, that's happened. Well, talk about this Niner game in that context. Kyle Shanahan against Freddie Kitchens. Like, Kyle Shanahan has this job because he's better than 30 Freddie Kitchens, or at least, I mean, I don't even think we have to say that's what we think. We know that. And he's at home. But Freddie's got good players. Yeah. I, but this is the deal. Like, this is this is where the coaching comes in. Well, what's what's Andy's record? He's been a head coach, I think, for like 20 years. And I'm pretty sure coming into this year, he was like 18-1. and one. Maybe he finally lost his second game a couple years ago, so maybe he's like 17-2. and two. But it's one of the, like his defining attributes as a coach. Like, you give Andy extra time, he crushes you. So, last go. Uh, this is the stat. is from 2018. He was 16-3. and three. So I you know, at that point, yeah, I'm so over there. I pushed that a little higher. Would you say 18 and like, one? I was like 30 and one. You know, 77 and four. Like your numbers don't even make sense. <laughs> yeah, I always just lean crazy. Okay, but he's really good, right? 16 and three, really good. Kyle Shanahan. If we have really been one. We'll have to update that stat. Because like, is it is it more fair to judge Kyle Shanahan? Because I think the number is like when Jimmy Garoppolo starts, he is. He's three and zero this year. He was one and two last year. That's four and two, and then he was five and zero that last year. So he's nine and two. Like, is, is it is it fair to judge him in that bubble, separate from the other bubble? Because if you look at him and you go, well, Kyle, when Jimmy he has Jimmy as his quarterback, he's a nine and two coach. So I mean, you're expected to win home games off the of bye. To me, it's just that simple. Like that's the most basic. You're expected to win home games off a of bye. That's why you go on. That's why the Raiders win today was so crazy. You you stay did they stay on the East Coast? Oh yeah, they just fucking flew over there for the week. So like you went to Indy and then you flew to England where you were there all week, like cars going to Tottenham games, and they're just there all goddamn week and then they kick the shit out of the Bears. That's really impressive. To me, it's the opposite when you lose a game at home off a of bye. To me, is if Jimmy plays the whole thing, even if like you just gotta win this game. Like when the it's you gotta win. It's just that simple. You have to win this home game. Now, it doesn't mean, like, I don't know if they're more talented than the Browns because the Browns do have uh, freaks. Like, they got dudes, right? And, and their quarterback, I think he's flawed, but he can get into a rhythm, he can get hot, and he can make plays. And they just have – guy. do you know they're starting an undrafted free agent at corner? Like, the dude that's taken – because Verrett's now on injury reserve. It's this guy from uh, – I forget what even school he's from. He's an undrafted free agent. is starting at outside corner. Now, Richard Sherman has said a couple times, I think his last name is Mosley. Richard Sherman said a couple times, Mahomes is just fucking firing down this field. Like, this is a video game guy. Uh, uh, Richard's like, well, you guys think it's crazy? I just read this quote. And, you know, it's just, this is what players say when they like guys. We knew in practice, like, we thought he was ready last year. Like, we we think this guy's really good. And that's, isn't that pretty typical? Anyone in that situation where most fans haven't heard of the guy, the famous yeah. teammate will speak highly of him, likes him, right, whatever. Right. But he, the guy might be decent. But he's an undrafted free agent going up against Odell Beckham. That, that's that's what I kind of got circled in this thing. Probably yeah, even well, more than Miles Garrett. But that excuse isn't going to hold if Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, who are both questionable and didn't practice all week for Cleveland, don't play. I agree. Which is your point, ultimately, right? There is no excuse. Like, yeah, they got good players, but you should have the better coach. You are coming off a bye, and you're at home. Like, could I use the excuse, 
Akeem Hicks got knocked out with a broken elbow five minutes in, and that's why they got run over? No, that's not what I'm going to use. They got their ass kicked. You just just get the job. That's a great part about the NFL. Like in, in college, there are style points involved, right? Because you're like, ah, oh, there's going to be, let's say there's seven one-loss teams and one undefeated team. Style points are going to play into it. They, they just are. We're in the No one gives a shit in the NFL. It's wins, losses, and tiebreakers. No one right. ever argues like, what we do argue is, well, you shouldn't have lost that home game to the Dolphins. We never go, well, you know, that one win you had just wasn't quite, that's not the way we talk about the National Football League. So you, you will, at the end of this year, if you're 9-7 and seven and you miss the playoffs by one, be like, well, you lost that Browns fucking home Monday night game by 20 points. You got your ass kicked off a bye. Or vice versa. If you're 11-5, and five, you're like, yeah, you earned that three seed when you were kicking ass. So I, I just, I think this game is, is massive. I, I also think it's, the Niners are lucky that this is like, I guess it would be really cool if it was Seattle or LA, but I would say any one of those non-teams to get a non-like traditional powerhouse, like an Eagles, a Patriot, a team like that, this is about as good as you're going to get of just, they got a lot of buzz to them. You know, they are just right, kind right. of a, it's like throwing on the Houston Rockets or whatever. I mean, they're less accomplished. You know what I'm saying, though. They're just they got these really famous players. Well, they've they, gotten more attention than the 49ers have this year. And that's not, I'm not complaining. I just you know I'm not that I am not that fan. Yeah, that's, we know those guys exist. Wouldn't How come you, they don't talk about us? Would, I I think it's fair to say, and I, I want I, the local broadcasters. And I think it's kind of earned. Wouldn't you say they're a top three or four talked about team this year? Odell Beckham, Baker. Yeah, just, I mean, a lot of people just predicting them to be really good. Which, yeah, yeah, yep. And then yes, yes. I mean, guy, they I, I, aren't like four. Of their first talked six about games through the offseason because they got Odell. Talked about through the preseason offseason because they got Odell Baker. Yeah, you're right. Prime time a lot. Cleveland just always does. Like I think there's a reason when you turn on radio you nfl radio actually i'm pretty sure serious nfl radio does a dog pound hour like one night a week with bernie kozar wouldn't shock like me. the browns get it like colin doesn't talk about baker all the time because like it's just a personal uh agenda of his but it doesn't rate why well, one thing i think is pretty clear like when lebron was there and now the baker's there if you go all in on him i don't know how many people live in cleveland well, Cleveland against the world is powerful. It, doesn't it feel like everyone in Ohio will click on to your thing and listen? <laughs> John, the election comes down to the state every four years. I know. So. It's like you can talk shit about the land or whatever. They do move the needle somehow. You're right. Colin talks about them. They're the number one swing state of uh, – it's like Hil- Hillary had LeBron up there still couldn't win it. But, yeah, you're right. I, I, I think we have underestimated – I keep wanting to say that – is it the city? Yeah, it's the city of Cleveland, state of Ohio. State of Ohio is a powerful place, man. Chappelle lives there. Yeah. I I always say, like, I'd want my kid to go to the SEC. I think it would be kind of cool if he went to Ohio State. Campus looks um, cool. Look, here's the reality is, like, the, the, in the division, there's, like, the, the Rams of law. Like, teams I, – I think I'll be interested Tuesday morning when we're talking about this game, kind of what things feel like, depending on what happens, particularly what things feel like if they lose. Uh, if they win, like it'll feel good. Be- more so, I think, because they're four and zero. If they lose, I'll be interested to see what it looks like and what the reaction is. Well, it'll think- feel pretty. It'll feel worse than three and one looks on paper. 
I do think you could have a loss where you play really well, where we'd be like, that's a bad loss because you're coming off a bye, but you can still think they're a good team. You get your ass kicked, it'd be like, well, for the first time you played a really talented team and you couldn't hang. I just, John, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know. I can't close my eyes and see the 49ers play a game in which they play well and lose. And that's not to say, I'm not saying they're just better than the Browns. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, well, are the Browns going to score on the, does does that mean the Browns are the best part of the Niners team right now? Their defensive pass rush is not doing enough to stop Cleveland from scoring? Or does it mean that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't look, I just, how do you play well? Either you get out dueled by Baker and Freddie Kitchens or. Yeah, I don't. don't Why well, to, to me? To me, it's just this simple. You should have the Jimmy should outplay Baker. He should be a better player than Baker. Yeah, no, I understand. What I'm saying is, I have a hard time seeing the game where they lose, and I go, you know what? But they look good. I don't know how that. To me, if they look good, they should win this football game. I so, think. To me, am I wrong? One hundred percent. It's a great part about the NFL. Stakes are high, and uh, you get judged on these games. I, I think also, guy, the reality is of primetime games, fair or not. Unless you're like the Patriots or the Chiefs now, like we're, as we're recording this, the Chiefs just kicked the field goal three nothing. Whether they win this game by forty to nothing or lose thirty five to twenty five, there's not going to be a huge referendum on the Chiefs. And I think it's pretty well established, right? They are who they are. Them and the Patriots. I'd say every other team, though, in the NFL right now, every other team beside the thirty two, beside those two teams that are pretty well established, what they are, definitely the Pats, but. It's- I'd even put the Chiefs in there now. Do you not? Yeah. I think it's a great point because even though Twitter wants you to think that Garoppolo's already like top five MVP for the season, um, and we both really like him on this podcast, uh, I think the NFL by and large, I would guess most people listening to this that are not emotionally tied for or against the 49ers are, are just reasonably skeptical of them, right? Don't you feel that way? Which the is, league is, Which is fair. Re- they, they think they could be good because the hype was coming in, but I think people are still kind of – a little skeptical. And I think part of that is what we talked about last week, how good the Rams and Seahawks looked on Thursday night football. I just think that you get judged infinitely harder by everybody. Us, the national, whoever. Fans on Thursday night, Sunday night, but definitely Thursday night and Monday night. Because the one thing with Sunday night, it's obviously a highly, you're just, there's so much football all day. So it's like you, if you're a Raider fan watching this game or you're a Pat, you're just thinking about a lot of other stuff. You're just kind of enjoying the game. Where I think Thursday night and Monday night, the casual fans kind of come into the game with takes. Like, I, I want to see, I got some opinions, like, as things are happening. Just because you're just, it's a standalone game, guy. When you're just yeah. consumed by the other games, because you'll just casually see, like, the ticker would be like, oh, God, Deshaun Watson threw five touchdowns. Or, God, the, the Falcons suck. Or, whoa, the Bears. You're just thinking about a lot of football. You got football in your mind. Right. It's like you always say, on your phone. like one thing, the reason Larry Scott has just thrown his hat in the ring, and it, and it is fair, that Saturday morning, I, I, it's kind of hit me these last probably three weeks, that Saturday morning with Clatt and Gus feels fucking massive. Like having a game there for the Pac-12 is not a terrible idea. I get where they're coming from. Like it's right, right. it's a big fucking deal. It's wouldn't Doesn't it feel like it's one of the more talked about games every week, all day, that game? Now, granted, it's usually huge teams, but... Although it hasn't... Re- there have been some games recently that... It's, right now, it's a lot of, like, Ohio State against... I think this year, this week is the Red River shootout, but yeah. But I'm just saying, like, Michigan... Like, they get... It's just a powerful branding spot on Fox, right. boom, in the morning. Right. 
Like it, just, it gets all day long. Your highlights, halftime on ABC all day long. I, I think that's part of the thing. And that's the thing that Thursday night and Monday night have is you get to own, if you win, you get to own a day, right? You get to own Tuesday. So you play well, own Tuesday. Yeah. Own Tuesday. Um, all right. Raiders own London. I mean, it. It that I, I, I'm sitting there watching the Raiders game when the Bears come back, John. I'm thinking, is this going to be one? Is this the worst loss in the NFL this week, this year? If they lose this football game, it, it was going to feel like maybe the worst loss in the NFL in 2019 if the Raiders had lost that game. But they, but they were a touchdown underdog. That'd be my only thing. I get the way the game played out would have been. That, to me, it was because they were set. They were up 17 to nothing. And then they turned the ball over. Like, it wasn't a forced fumble. They gave the Bears the ball back. What would you say the worst turnover of the game was? Would you say it's the pitch from Derek? Would you say it was the final pick from Chase? I mean, ultimately, the, the, the pitch was the worst. I mean, the pitch was the worst one. Because there was no reason to turn the football over. No, 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 no. The, potentially, the, was the Trevor Davis one on the goal line? That one was awful. Yeah, but I'd say... You're the coaching allowing to happen. You put a guy that weighs about 160 pounds on the goal line against, I think it's fair to say, the most physical defense in the league. Bad shit might happen. You know, I, I get it. He had both hands on the ball. It still got punched. Guy, out. he weighs 130 pounds. So the ball wet. was like spinning like guy, a he was dreidel. Just, he was just, tra- the he was just traded line. for a bag of ball. He's skinny. I know. Like, I he, know. You, do you know the Raiders' best player right now is the most physical? As a buddy with the Bears text me, this guy looks like Marshawn Lynch. So you have Marshawn Lynch 2.0 who's just crushing skulls all game long, and you give it to a 110-pounder. See, like how I keep going down. I, I, I just don't blame Trevor Davis there that much. I, here's I, what I know. Here's, here was my ultimate takeaway from that game. That last drive, they called two incredible plays. Then Derek hits the tight end down at, like, the whatever yard line. I think it was, like, the one and, and a half, touch, right? One and a, well, yeah, I mean, it was... I thought it was such a... It was one of the most complete drives I've seen in the NFL because they had some... Coaching outsmarts you moments. And as you said, give Gruden, credit, Gruden, you said Gruden's people, finest moment as a coach so far with the Raiders, for sure. Yeah. And now they're 3-2, and two, man. Like, they're 3-2. and two. I, Listen, I, I've been with as hard really on... really impressive wins. Yeah, I've been as hard on him as anybody. Uh, I think he's been stealing. I, I thought it was, like, kind of mailing in games. But he had a couple moments a day where the fake punt, which was impressive. And, like, you text me, like, how did the Bears not see it coming? Because I kept thinking, too, like, hey, guys, keep an eye for this. But I thought the moment where he does the tight end throwback had like a Shanahan Andy type feel to it. Like, whoa, okay, I see what you, I, I see what you're doing in the lab, Gruden. That's that was impressive because for the most part of the game, and I give him credit, his team was just ready. They were just kicking the shit out of him, right? They were just, are the Bears gonna be able to stop this run? Just running it on him, running it on, him. and then Derek dumping it off, dumping it off, running on it, running on it. But to me, to out scheme him there on the punt and the throwback was really, really impressive. And Josh Jacobs was the, – the, the Bears got thoroughly just pushed around. That, that, that to me is the – I wasn't that shocked when they – I mean, I was shocked they beat the Colts. But, like, they are a physical team. Like, what would you say the, the identity of the Raiders is? Their offensive line's massive, and they got this hard-charging running back. And Gruden will – it's got a little hardball to him. We'll just call runs relentlessly, Right. And which I kind of like. I have a soft spot. I, we're Pat Hill guy. Like I, I'm used to. Like I've been watching that style of football. You don't see it that much anymore. Isn't it a little weird? You're like, this is not normal on Saturdays or Sunday. Just consistently run 
pulling guards and just slamming people over yeah. and over and it, over. I felt like in that game when they were up 17 to nothing, it was not conservative to keep running the football. Like that's like, oh, you know, if they had come back, if the Bears had come back on them, I was not going to be the guy going, oh, they, they got conservative and that's why the Bears came. I thought running the football was going to be the recipe to win that game. He's just the best player on the field. pounding the rock. Yeah, I'm. I, I now, as it turned out, the Bears' offense did wake up, so I did not account for Chase Daniel leading them on two touchdown drives. Well, part of it, they woke up because Derek <laughs> threw a rocket, yeah. and I, I think that uh, Josh Jacobs decided it was a normal pass. Oh, my God. And, and then he tried to pick it up. Wouldn't you say that's the worst? Like, that is the well, part of the reason Khalil Mack strip sacks are so powerful because it's behind the line of scrimmage. That thing got shot 20 yards behind him, and then you're right, he tries to pick it up, it gets kicked. Where'd they get the ball? Like the 10-yard line? They were fucked because they got the ball right at halftime and went three and out. So when they went three and out, I kind of thought to myself, I just, and Kawakami tweeted it, like how how are they going to score 20 points? And he was right. Like they, they yeah. weren't. The, the Raiders, you're right. I guess it would have been such a devastating loss if the Bears would have pulled it off because they were they were in complete control in the second. Like they, they had no shot. None. And that, to me, that well, I t- I t- fumble John, gave him I, life. I, 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 was text- I was tweeting with Kawakami because I said the same thing. This is, get another field goal or two, and this thing is curtains. You agreed, though, once the fumble and then like a couple plays later they scored, the game felt immediately different. Yeah, yeah. And so credit to you. I mean, this is what we always talk about. Like, games are just going to be imperfect. How do you, do you win them? And this team, they're 3-2, and two, man. They're 3-2. and two. With, two really, we, with two really impressive wins. With wins over Frank Reich and Matt Nagy, and we thought – this I, was going to be the hardest stretch that many teams have had. I did get a lot of middle cough, just back-to-back road games. And jokingly, I just responded to some tweets like, it was a home game, but it's it's not. And that's a road game. What did yeah. you say, Dick I, I missed it, but you said Dick Stockton said? Well, going in near the end of the game, he's like, you know, I know it's a Raider home game, but it's mostly Bears fans here. And then they have a shot. The Raiders are on defense. And one of the somebody on the Raiders' defense and one of the DBs is like doing the arm thing. Like, like, come on, get loud, get loud, get loud. And the noise is not getting any louder, and no one else on his team is doing it. And finally he realized, like, this is a waste of my time. How old do you think Dick is? Boy. <laughs> he's uh, he's not a spring 75? chicken guy. He's not a spring chicken guy. His voice is – I love his voice. Do you, do you think he's still go, years old. you think he's still going strong? 77 years old uh, in November. I, I actually – 1942. He's an old one. I mean, he's got, he's, I mean, him and he, are he pretty good. His voice is, I just love his voice. His voice, the way his voice sounds. Yeah, it's good. He called Carlton Fisk's home run of game six uh, in the 1975 World Series. He called that play. And he was like 40 at the time. No, he, uh, no, he would have been like 30, 30, what did I say, 44, 42, 33. Can you, can you imagine in late 70s calling, you, you said World Series? Yeah, the famous you oh, know, Carlton yeah. Fisk stay fair ball. Would you say a lot of people were listening to that at the time? <laughs> yeah, I would say so. That's a pretty I mean, he big was, moment. Remember, he was in that. Remember that like whole story about how the Fox, how Fox took the NFL in the early '90s. Like he was one of the guys they hired. Oh yeah. Do you think that's been good for his career? <laughs> it's been good for everybody. Yeah, it is. Um, it was a game changer. So, yeah, I mean, it's nothing you can do now, but tip your hat. The Rays are fucking. They got two great wins. And they're on a bye. And I saw, I would watch the locker room speech where Gruden goes, you got the whole week off, and the place goes nuts. Now, 
if they were to win one of these next two games, it's I, I don't know the order, but I know it's Packers, Houston, at, at. That's the That's the order. Packers, Houston? Mm-hmm. If they win one of those two games, I think it's 100% fair to start talking playoffs. You agree? Yep. You you upset one of those? Like I, I still think like people are like, ah, the Bear, you beat Chase Daniels. I, I'm just doing the counter. I'm not saying this. Uh, the Colts, you know, are the Colts good? They actually they just drove right down on Andy and scored a touchdown. But you beat one of those two. I would say if you beat the Packers, probably even more than the Texans, it would be like, holy fuck, right? This team is a playoff team. I'd say the yeah, Packers. Especially that's the way be. we feel right now today, given how the Packers looked on Sunday. What would you guess right now, two weeks away? Didn't hurt that the. Yeah. Let's assume they're both healthy. The line at Lambeau, probably Packers not as big of, as you think. You, you are you saying the Packers are coming off a win? Over, well, it doesn't even matter. Let's who, just see what we, do you um, know who they play this week? They played Detroit. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying Aaron's playing though. Probably not. I, said, I, th- I would have said two weeks ago, like right? Like four, 15. And a half? Four and a half? Yeah, I, I'd say like between four and a half to the six range, but nothing too crazy. I don't think it'll be a touchdown. I actually kind of. I'm just making sure they. I, that's To me, that's the craziest part is I'm interested in watching that game. Because I, I think when the year started, it was like, well. They're going to be like 1-8 and because they're going to go on that stretch of all the road games because we were just going Colts lost, Bears lost, Packers. I, I can't say for sure they're they're not going to split these games. Can you? A short week for uh, Green Bay, too. How? They're playing Monday well, they're night? They're playing Monday night football. Who? The Lions? Yeah. God, I mean, it's like, hey, Monday night, we get it. Like, you could just give me Green Bay, like Dallas or something, but you got to force the Lions on me. But well, you know, I just I'll got watch. that game, John. It wasn't that great. <laughs> but you know, I'll watch. But I'm just saying, it's Monday night game. Could would be feel a better bigger. game. You're right. It might actually might not be terrible. But that's that's something to keep an eye on, right? You're getting this team off a Monday night game, divisional game. They got Kansas City the next week. Overlook you. Who does? Green Bay. God, that's a pretty good Green, game. So Green too. Bay plays the Raiders between Detroit and KC. Could you say that's a tough little stretch? I mean, Green Bay's already proven they're pretty good. They're really good. Do, like right now, do you envision? Do you think it would be shocking to see them win one of those games, or you go, "Well, they could beat the Texans because they're physical"? And I mean, well, you you would agree though, going into Lambeau and winning would be one of the wow moments. This team's for real. Yeah. Yep. Because it's weird. You I watch them, you go, "A lot of stock." They don't really have a great pass rusher, but they play hard. Right? Their front four plays really hard. Max Crosby makes how many plays he, a game? Their, their DBs. Are just just around like even the plays. I'll say this: he's one of the better players, better signings of the offseason. Is even the plays Lamarcus gives up? He's right there, guy. And I, the knock on Lamarcus Joyner is that he's five eight and a half, but the motherfucker makes plays. I, I like he's like my favorite Raider, besides maybe Josh Jacobs. I, I love that guy. That guy is a good good player. That's why I keep saying you notice like. That guy was around a lot for the Rams, you know? Like, yeah, it's like LaMarcus joining here. He's a little too small. Yeah, he just he makes plays. He's a right. he's a really good starter. Yeah, he's, he's not Earl Thomas. Well, yeah, we get that. But this guy, that's, that's the problem sometimes in the NFL. With good teams, you, like, think you can upgrade or you think you can, like, well, I, I can't afford to match in that contract, but I can get a replacement for 60% of the cost, but then he's not even close to being as good, and I think you're seeing that with the Rams. And I, I, I have to give him a lot of credit. Like, to me, 
you feel his presence all over the place. When's the last time the Raiders have a, had a DB? Not, I mean, Charles was, but Charles was a little different in his older age. He was more just kind of making crazy plays. He was beside him. That you just like, God, this guy's everywhere. They haven't had a guy like that. Just he can run with everyone. He can make tackles. He can pick the ball off. He just feels like he's elevating his other teammates. I, I've been really impressed, like with their defense. They just make plays. Like balls don't. You notice the other well, thing? They, they that's don't. The, that's the. But they had that big interception today, and I. You know, it came back because of the roughing the passer, which I actually thought. I thought he tried to like pull his hands out and not kind of crunch the quarterback, but. They had the pick six to finish the game against Indy. They had the, I mean, it's just the guy just was. I'll get, but here's another thing, guy. How many times when you're just like games or highlights or whatever at night, you see plays or you're just watching a game where the DB, like, how many drop picks would you imagine on a typical Sunday? Ten. Like, legitimately, the guy can make the pick and he jumps up and down. Like, if you add up all the games, ten might be high, but like, I think it's t- yeah. I was, I, I think there's, there's six, definitely maybe. more than, like, two, right? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, though, you watch the replay, and you're like, dude, you couldn't have caught that. Why are you acting like you should have had that? But I'm but saying, yeah. like, the guy, this is an NFL player, you know, has a pretty, like, at least a 50-50 chance. Here, here's what I was, would, yeah, you you, uh, you see a handful of them. And the Chiefs with all-time awful tackling on an interception just now. Well, that's the problem with in the office. I only got the one TV, so I was watching baseball. The Chiefs are kind of getting worked here. Is that, um, th- that, but that's my point on the Raiders. I don't remember one drop pick. Everything that's in their vicinity, they catch. And that's been big for them. Remember, they struggled to create turnovers. How many? T- I mean, they've got to have six or seven picks so far this year, right? I mean, they had multiple today. I guess the one didn't count. Don't you feel like, and one, this is, yeah, a, this is about them and count. the Niners, the last five years, how many, like, just, because I thought what you are going to say is when you turn on like the NBC game, and you see the highlights from the all the day's games or whatever you're watching, there's just pick sixes all over the place. I don't feel like we've seen Niners, Raiders pick six as much in the last five years from either team. You agree with that? Like, just when all of a sudden there's a highlight, oh, DB's going the other way all by himself with two of his teammates running with him down the sideline. I'm, I feel like I hardly ever see that, or I no, had the last five years. You know what's funny? is I, For some reason, I was thinking in the top of the back of my head, like, oh, the Raiders have like six or seven picks. They had one coming in today. And they only got the one, so they have two. Because <laughs> they're like bottom of the list. Because the Patriots they're not dropping them. That's the key. Patriots have ten. They had wow. ten coming into today. I'm sure. Did they have one today? For example, the Niners have five. Got the Patriots. Yeah. Do you, do you think one thing Nagy was getting crushed on is I think they left like late Thursday night, so they basically took a red eye. It was like seven hour mm. flight, right? Mm-hmm. And I think they had dinner and then left. So technically, you know, they got there Friday, like late in the morning, and like went to their hotel rooms and whatever. They kind of got crushed for not coming in early, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm not watching this game and thinking like whether they showed up not or they just got their ass kicked." I've heard college people say that the move in Hawaii is to do that basically to roll in Friday night, like don't even try to come Wednesday. It's just now it's different because it's not just about time change in Hawaii; it's also about sightseeing. So I don't have a big issue with that. Because I've heard people try that with college football, too, in Hawaii. That, I, Whatever. I mean, I don't. Now, you watch the first 30 minutes of that game, and you could make the case that something was going on with that team. Yeah, they look but maybe the Raiders, but, but maybe the Raiders were kicking their ass. How about that? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. I just think they got their ass kicked. How many sacks did Khalil Mack have? Zero. 
He did have the moment, though, when he got to Derek and they started patting each other on the helmet. I saw that one coming. Yeah, that was, it, we were guaranteed to get that. Um, all right. So, since we were talking about them in the playoff picture a little bit, let's just take a moment to look at the, uh, the good teams of the NFL here going into Monday Night Football. And uh, did, did you tell me who was it? Rap Sheet or Darlington or somebody did the if the playoff started today? If the playoff the started today, we would have the Bills. The five seed is the Bills, and the six seed is the Raiders. And don't sleep on the Browns. They're they're, they're right behind the Raiders, right nipping on their heels. Like well, it, if the if the Browns win tomorrow, they would be tied with the Raiders for that last spot. You know, you did say the other day. Not, Niners are, Niners are the one seed. <laughs> All right, so it's a little premature. But you said, but the one thing that did happen today was, like you predicted, Vic Fangio got his first win. So the Chargers, instead of being tied with the Raiders, are two and three. Well, you, you've been um, saying it forever. Like, fucking, when you're in every game and you just, if you go 0 and 4, 0 and 5, you're not the same as like the Jets or the Dolphins who get their ass kicked every game, right? Like, Vic Fangio has nothing in common with those teams. Even though the, the L's look the same, if you watch yeah. their team, they've been in every freaking game. They've been winning like three of the four of them, you know, in the second half. For a second, I'm like, are the Chargers going to pull this comeback? Well, they had two, haven't they had two walk-off losses, yeah, basically? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. They're, they're by mean, far the best bad team in the league. Like, won't you? Yeah. At the end of the day, when you look up, they're probably going to have like five wins, right? So, five might be four. Uh, they're going to win a couple games, though. That won't yeah, be their I, only no, win. That's not crazy. Five's not crazy. Yeah. So here's your playoff picture right now. So the Bills, sorry, the Patriots are 5-0. and Yep. I saw there was an early tweet this morning. Some, some market, was it Vegas or somewhere they were getting that game, and I saw somebody from that market tweet like, why is God, Why are they doing this to us? Uh, Patriot we, Redskins? Yeah. W- w- what did we do to deserve this? Um, Dan Snyder. God. So... So anyway, they're five and zero. Oh, Bills are four and one. Ravens are three and two. Texans are three and two. Chiefs are four and zero. Oh. Um, Colts, we're doing this game while the Colts game's going on, so they'll either be three and two or two and three. Well, here's uh, what and here's what screws the Bills. Like there is a chance the Bills could win eleven or twelve games just because their defense is dominant and they're just they win yeah. ugly. Well, let's say the Chief, let's say the Patriots go fifteen and one. Let's say the Chiefs had go twelve and four, and the Bills go like okay. you. The Bills kind of fuck because they're automatically going to get a wild card, right? They don't even have access you, to the top. Seeds. I don't think the Bills are in a position to be mad about getting the wild card. No, though. but my my point is, you could be like sometimes you think they're going to win ten games, eleven games. Well, guy, I'm saying, what if they went twelve and four? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that part. Sorry. But yeah, you can, right. you you go twelve and four, you would just be the five seed. But I I, I think that that the way I'd look at it. Is is they're going to be in pretty, like, are they a lock to get the five seed? It does feel like the Bills are almost a lock to get one of the two just because their defense is elite. They're going to travel really well because they can run the ball. Like, they're they're just good. I mean, they went toe-to-toe with the Patriots when their quarterback threw three picks in the first half and they were just right there because their defense and they're well-coached. I I think it's fair to say the Bills are a playoff team, guy. Wouldn't you pick them if they end up playing the AFC North champ? Uh, I just think going on the road to Cleveland or Baltimore 
Because it's safe to say it's going to be one of those two teams. And I'm picking them right now. I'm picking the Bills right now. Over one of those two Bills teams? Bills Mafia. Well, yes. You would feel great about John Harbaugh losing a home playoff game, though? I'm just telling, I'm picking that team. I'm just picking that game right now, October 6th. I, I don't mind it the more I think about it because John Harbaugh lost a home playoff game last year. And Freddie Kitchens. Quarterback through three. Would you, nah, again, I mean, would you feel yeah. good about Freddie Kitchens' home playoff game at like 10-6? and six? Well, I mean, it means he got the ten and six. Well, but guy, they're going to win games. Like they, they are not going away. Regardless of what happens Monday night, win or lose, the Browns are going to be around just because they got too many players, and their division sucks. That's the other thing they're going for. Their division yeah. stinks. Have they even uh, played the Bengals yet? <laughs> I don't think they have. If Pittsburgh does this week, that's going to be a unwatchable game. Actually, you reminded me. I just I saw Elias today and. He was talking about the Steelers game, and he said somebody asked him today, "How come he's not making picks on the radio anymore?" So I said, "Well, you know, we maybe we do need to make him get him some picks because it's just it's a thing that just doesn't die." No, we we can bring him on. Yeah, hell, we'll bring him on this week. Um, so Philly's three and two, Dallas is three and two, looked awful. Um, Terrible. Green Bay's four and one, looked great. Uh, New Orleans is four and one, with Teddy looked good. Carolina's three and two, miraculous recovery. You see what I mean, what's, you see, Sheldon Rankins, the D tackle that played with him in Louisville. His quote was pretty good. He's like, "That's a guy. No. That's the guy I remember playing with in college. Like that was the guy." Oh wow! They, they've done a pretty Who good job, right? Running? They kind of ride the other... ship, ride the ship, and then he just flipped a switch, and it's like, God. Christian McCaffrey didn't get hurt, did he? No, he got cr- he? he got cramps. Oh, that's what happens that's when what you run for seven thousand yards. I think you dehydrate yourself, so you just it's John. It's just. Fourth, it's his fourth game this year with 175 or more total yards. He haven't. I haven't They've been played in, five games. I haven't been in the fantasy world that long. Just playing some daily fantasy. I know one of the best fantasy players ever was like LT in his peak, right when he was getting like 20 touchdowns. He caught like 80, 90 balls. I think this is the best fantasy player potential year at the end of the season we've seen since like one of those days where he's going to have like 1500 yards rushing. 18 touchdowns on the ground. He's going to catch like 100 balls with like 1,000 yards and another seven touchdowns. He's going to have one of the great statistical seasons if this maintains in the history of the National Football League. It feels like we're heading. Because he, his, pl- his plays are jaw-dropping too, guy. Yeah, like, I know. whoa. Clearly he's worked on his sprinting uh, uh, mechanics, right? Did you, Clearly, did, he's done some sprinting mechanics. Did you look up your TV? I, I did. Uh, it was Bianami yeah. and Kelsey were screaming at each other. Oh, I didn't see it. And then all of a sudden, Kelsey came back and gave him a, a little hug. Like, we're, we're good, oh. dog. We're good. And, and he's not even paying attention to him. He's just calling plays. Um, you agree McCaffrey uh, has worked on his sprinting mechanics? There, The play he the, the, uh, shoved Eric Bianami. Whoa. Jason Ke- Travis Kelsey shoved the coach. But then he came back and gave him a hug. The good thing, I guess, if you're Travis Kelsey, your first team all pro, like what's really going to happen? It wasn't even that I hard of a shove. I, I, re- I rewound it because I had to watch it. Oh, okay. But yeah, so, I, I think he looks faster because he, on his long, like 90 yard run today, he covered his steps, like two steps covered like seven yards. Oh, my God. Was that incredible or what? Mahomes, Mahomes. <laughs> are they doing the Macarena? They are. Is that Deontay? Uh, what was the guy from Oregon? 
No, it's not him. Thomas D'Anthony? I don't think that's him, though. I don't even know who these Chiefs are, but they're just, they got dudes. Are there... I saw somebody tweet this about college quarterbacks today, and, I, and it does feel like it's true because Mahomes just did it. Are more and more guys running like 15 yards just straight backwards trying to get away from sacks, and it's just ending poorly? For Mahomes, though, it doesn't end poorly. I just Can you think... imagine Mahomes being just like the all-time quarterback at your Thanksgiving game? Well, I think sometimes you think you can hit him with a stutter step, and the guy doesn't fall for it. And then you 360, and you're just like, holy shit, I'm screwed. I mean, it happens, guy, to, like, Lamar Jackson. I saw Lamar Jackson today did, like, this 360 thing. Well, sometimes, like, the offensive linemen, they just assume the ball's gone. So they'll just, like, throw the defender kind of inside, and it'll jolt him at the quarterback. But the quarterback shouldn't be there because the guy, I think, like, an offensive lineman will think he had scrambled away. But when you have these guys that play, like, a video game, but they actually play football— that do like a 360 and come like back inside, the quarterback will be standing right there and he'll just get destroyed. It was like, Lamar, you ran, you were just at the sideline and now you're like back in the pocket. What, what are you doing? He's just just a reckless runner. Mahomes, is it is it unfair to call him a little reckless behind the line of scrimmage? <laughs> I think it's reckless for most people, but it's not reckless for him. He, like he's saying. in complete control? Yeah. Like Russell Wilson, yes. same deal. Yeah, it's just the payoff is what you would accept the pay. Like payoff is worth it. Have you seen like do you think Lamar Jackson's in complete control? I don't feel like I've watched as much of him as Mahomes. I mean he threw three picks today, so it's probably not the data yeah. answer that but question I, with a yes. And I don't even mean he has he's come back to earth. I, I just mean he's not because he clearly when you watch like Mahomes isn't looking to run, right? Neither's Russ. They're just looking to throw. Lamar in the back of his head is always thinking, like, should I take off? But then he's like, no, John keeps yelling at me to keep my eyes up and pass, right? He's probably always here. Keep your eyes up and pass. Keep your eyes up and pass. So he's like, don't run, don't run. Come back, come back. And they're like in between because all he's thinking about is all week when the guy's hitting the whiteboard like, Lamar, keep your eyes up. Keep your eyes up, Lamar. Work backwards, not forward. You know, there's yelling him all these coaching points. But his body's just like, Lamar, that motherfucker can't catch you. Run. You know, <laughs> like Mike Vick's always talked about it. it was My really, mind is telling me no. <laughs> yeah, go Lamar, Come go. Body. And so it, you, I used to see it in Kaepernick and Lamar. You're seeing it. And I don't even blame them. It, it's got to be this difficult uh, conundrum to be in. Like, what do I do? They're yelling at me to pass, but I just know these two little things I have called feet are just so much faster than everyone. If, but you know, in front of me, but. A couple of those guys aren't going to be that slow, and if I take a wrong angle, I might get killed, so i got to be careful. you got a lot just going on in your mind. Like, at the end of the day, Tom Brady, all he thinks about guy is throwing. He doesn't ever think of it. It's got to be just easier to be that way if you're good at it. Uh, what's really enjoyable is watching Kyler run because it looks like he should not be doing any of it. You watch him, you're like, dude, what? I, I would not do this right now if I were you. And he just, he's got the, he just. It, well, do you know what he's kind of like? Is if like uh, I'm trying to think of like a tiny little slot receiver, like if Welker had had like four three speed and been able to throw, because he looks tiny. He looks well, Edelman like, was a quarterback. Well, he looks like he should be a slot receiver, but Edelman's Edelman got Kyler good. by two inches. Like Edelman doesn't look that small to me. He looks smaller than NFL like most NFL starters, but he's still six feet, you know, or five eleven. Like Kyler looks. It never gets weird looking and going, this is the smallest quarterback I will probably ever see in my life in the NFL. All right, real quick, just to put a cap on this. Right now, 
uh, as it stands today, NFC playoffs, Eagles, Packers, Saints. We feel good about those three. Do you feel good about the Eagles? I don't know. Maybe you don't. Well, you, so you're starting. You're skipping the one seed Niners and going two, three, four. I'm just saying. I'm probably go tier one. Who do you feel best is definitely in the playoffs? Saints. Saints. Then Seahawks. I, I want to discount the Packers, but I think they've earned me. Okay. Earned, Packers. I, I, I would. I would put the next group: Saints, Packers, Seattle, all together. Because when you say their pedigree, it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah. Like, even if you Eagles, don't like Matt LaFleur, you're like, well, the Packers are so good, guy, you know. Do the Eagles get that same benefit? I think you kind of have to give it to them, right? I, well, I just think, given what we just saw the Cowboys do. Um, so that's four teams. They're, and then you're getting Deshaun back. Rams? It's hard to discount Niners? them yet. Yeah, I, I would still put the Rams there above. I, I would like put the Rams and the five. Niners in the same little category with a lot to be learned over these next seven days. Is that fair? Does it feel to you right now if the Niners were to win Monday night, like three teams are coming out of the NFC West? Uh, I, I just wouldn't shit on the Packers yet. They've just had a crazy tough run where they were just off. No, no, no. I'm giving the the Packers or the Cowboys. Yeah, excuse me, the Cowboys. Yeah. Because I think the Cowboys top to bottom are more talented. But, again, we talk about stacking up wins. and I, I, I think if the Niners win Monday night, it puts the Rams in a really, really bo- tough bind. Sunday of one of the, I mean, a game they haven't had in forever, a mid-October must-win game. Like, you can't, you're, you're in agreement. If the Niners win Sunday, or tomorrow night, or if you're listening to this tonight, is it must-win for the Rams Sunday? Like you can't lose that game. You'd be three games behind with, they'd beat you in L.A. Head-to-head, right, yeah. Like, that's, it's just. With three bad losses in a row. Like, I was the one Maybe saying, like, the Raiders got to win week one. And it turns out they kind of did if they wanted to be a playoff team because they were going to get all these other wins. But it, they didn't necessarily have to win week one. But I think once we get past, like, four or five games, once you start getting divisions and you're talking about playoff teams, you can start saying, well, this is a must win, especially when they're at home, right? At home games, when you're coming off back-to-back losses, like, you got to win. Now, there's there's no pressure necessarily on the Niners if they win Monday night. If the Niners lose Monday night, it's like, well, so you're going to lose that game and then just have the same amount of losses as them, right? It changes fast. That's the great part of the NFL. Because I, I thought two weeks ago, I was like, God, Cowboys going to run away with the NFC East. The Eagles are screwed. Then think about the 10-day stretch. Eagles go into Green Bay win. Then they get 10-day road, you know, 10 days off because they had a Thursday night game. They get gifted the Jets on their schedule, who they kick the shit out of. The Cowboys then go Saints, Packers, kind of get their brakes beat off in both games. And now we're like, well, who is winning that division? The Eagles? You'd be crazy probably not to pick the Eagles right now, but they haven't played. You know, the Cowboys beat the Eagles. It's like, well, I would imagine that's a Sunday night game coming up. I'd be shocked if it's not. Wouldn't you? Eagles, uh, Cowboys. Yeah, there is. I, I just don't think we can have an NFL season if those two don't play on Sunday night. <laughs> and guess what? Two weeks from now, they play on Sunday night football. Where? Dallas. This is a tough. You know, this is a tough little stretch for the Eagles. Like, listen to this schedule, guy. They got at Vikings this week. That's not easy. At Cowboys. At Bills. Bears at home, Patriots at home, Seattle at home. 
That's a pretty daunting wow. little stretch. Right. Jesus Christ. That's not easy. Time for some expensive guys to make some expensive plays. Yeah. Howie's like, I'm paying you all a lot. Better get it done. Come on, Doug. Uh, AFC, feel great about the Pats. Feel great about the Chiefs. Feel good about the Texans. Solid about the Bills. I, I feel solid. Um, I mean, you already picked the Bills to win a okay. playoff game. Yeah. It's because I don't feel good about the Ravens or the Browns. Well, I think no one feels good about the AFC North right now. I think the Patriots and the Chiefs are the cream of the crop. It's pretty clear the AFC South is just pretty good, right? Titans are solid. The Jags are solid. The Texans, when they're on, are solid. They're all just kind of the same group. We're watching the Colts right now. It's 10-7, to 7, but they clearly belong. You know, they're solid. To me, that division, you could argue, is just 1-4. to four, Maybe the second-best division in football behind the, AFC Nor- the NFC North, which has the Packers, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions. Like, that's pretty – those four teams are pretty good. Like, if the Bears or the Lions are your worst team, you're in pretty good shape. Because the problem with the AFC or the NFC West, which I think is pretty good. Oh, yeah. You know, we we dismissed the Bears and the Vikings when we talked about the NFC playoffs. Probably shouldn't do that. I wouldn't dismiss any of those AFC They're North teams. Two. Yeah, you're right. That could was an you, oversight. Could you dismiss the Lions either? What's their record? 2-1-1. One one. No, you can't dismiss them. And they're on a, not, after what they, not after how they played the Chiefs last week. And they're on a bye, right? Yeah, yeah. So they're they're coming off a bye, and they'll play like they beat the Packers next week. Then you're saying so they're coming off a bye, and they get Green Bay. Yeah, on Monday night. It's kind of crazy how that works. Yeah. Uh, you do you want to do the poop picture, uh, or should we do that middle of the week? Talk about some headlines in a few minutes. Yeah, let's uh, get to the ads. I got a couple takes on the poop picture. Okay, uh, but first let's tell the people. That talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually you brush it off. Maybe you blame yourselves, ourselves, like I lost my mojo, or avoid it altogether. Uh, But with Get Roman, it's easy to talk about it. And not just talk about it with anybody. Talk about it with a real doctor who can prescribe real medication. It's simple. It's safe. And it's totally discreet at GetRoman.com slash ham. That's the key, guy. GetRoman.com slash ham. Uh, The doctor will work with you to find out the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you. Free two-day shipping. Can't be free shipping. Whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. That's the key. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash ham. Complete the online visit. Again, ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete online visit. No one has to know. Your secret is safe. Even we don't get to know. Just GetRoman.com slash ham. Uh, Free online visit, guy. It's hard to beat. That's GetRoman.com. Slash ham for a free visit and get started. That's right. Free two-day shipping, like John said. Free online visit. GetRoman.com slash ham. GetRoman.com slash ham. And download the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code ham. Get 10 bucks off your first purchase. You already used it for Monday Night Football. The problem is you didn't get the promo code because you have used SeatGeek so many times beforehand that you can no longer apply it. But for those of you that haven't used it, download the SeatGeek app. It's so easy to find the big. You you just went and found a big green dot. Boom, I'm there. I don't want the little red dots. I want the big green dots, and uh, you're in. I'll be at Levi's. Guy, I love our friends friends of SeatGeek. You just download the app. Promo code Ham. Ten dollars off your first purchase. But it's not just sporting events like the Monday Night Football at Levi's. It's you know last night opening night Chase Center guy. 
opening night Chase Center. Go download it. You you want to get in? Anthony Davis looked like uh, Shaquille O'Neal in his prime. Not ideal. Lakers the- put the league on notice, John. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like pump it down. Team Twitter always media. my favorite. Is that anywhere you want to go? Any event, comedy, uh, music, athletics, get it. Download the app. And like you said, it's just you can find the best deals. It's really, really, it's very, very user friendly. And I don't, I don't just say that very easily because most apps to me, I find, or a decent amount, are not that user friendly. That's this is has to be one of the easier apps that we've definitely ever done business with. Just to download it, type in, even you, we just look at it for ourselves. Like oh, I kind of want to go see this. Boom. And then you check the. How about the ability to check on seats? It's great. Yeah. Seat Geek promo code AM first purchase ten bucks off. All right, the poop picture. Uh, four winless, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Bengals, and the Washington Redskins. The one loss, the one win teams, excuse me, the Cardinals, the Falcons, uh, the Broncos, and the Steelers. Two of those teams got their first wins on Sunday, the Cardinals and the uh, Broncos. So it was <laughs> coming into the weekend, the zeros were – the zeros have it. Sometimes when the zeros play each other, though, like the Cardinals and the Bengals, there has to be a winner. I mean, they did, guy, hit a walk-off field goal. Like that hat, That's what it took. Yeah. Like when Andy so Dalton, I just take. saw the highlight, Andy Dalton throws his <laughs> touchdown. He does his pump fake like it's the AFC wildcard game. Oh, he, like, pointed to the booth <laughs> like his whole family was there but or something. Y- you know what, though? And I laughed, and then I realized, like, he's playing an NFL game. He's getting paid, like, 20 million. Wouldn't you be fired up? Like, you're just, it's your, you're just playing your opponent. But then I started laughing at him again because then they Absolutely. just drove right down the field. I think, one, you got to tip your hat to the Dolphins. I don't love tanking, but they are tanking as well as I think we've ever seen tanking done. They are not going to sniff a win, guy. And then they traded Micah Fitzpatrick, who told oh. Brian Flores they did not want to be there, to the Steelers, which I think we both were like, well, I do appreciate the mindset of always thinking you're good. I just don't know if that's the right move once Roethlisberger goes in uh, Barry Bonds like arm sling. Did you see he got fined for wearing an Apple Watch on the sideline? I did. $5,000. That'll, <laughs> that'll make him think twice. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? He's injured? He can't wear whatever he wants? I didn't even well, read the story. But. Probably the, it, I'm, I didn't either. I'm guessing there's something to do with the digital nature of it. But people have, do people not have phones on the sideline? I don't know. Did you see the other night, whichever Griffin plays for the Seahawks oh, wearing a could, gold bracelet? Oh, because you're saying like maybe he can like take pictures or something? get text messages from the booth i don't he's wearing a headset i don't know i don't know what the i don't think you can take pictures with an apple watch i could see and something there like uh because that was a big deal have, in baseball right yeah with ipads maybe that was right. it because i don't think the league really like if he would have been wearing a normal watch would he have been like a rolex would he have been nailed probably no not. i don't think so. No, yeah. no, no so it was the it was the digital that okay that makes more i didn't even think about it that makes more sense I thought they were just nailing him for wearing I a think. watch. I mean, no, I, what I, I think 100% that makes sense because there would be cheating elements to it because he's quick, on the sideline. Name, line. I'm going to interrupt you just because I want to catch you off guard. Name the Steelers quarterback. Well, I don't know the guy that came in for him. I don't, I don't know who it is because they traded Joshua Dobbs. It was a, it was a practice squad guy they elevated, I, but I don't know who it is. No clue. Jo- guy, Mason Rudolph looked like he died. I mean, for a split second. It was like, are we sure he's alive? For more than a split second. He was out. Yeah, he was out. He got him pretty good. But back are to my gonna, t- who are they going to sign? Because this is the, what your point is. Is like because uh, I said to you, are they going to be drafting like fourth? Are the Dolphins getting like the first and the f- Devlin Hodges? Would it be pretty nuts if they legitimately just had the number one and two overall pick? 
Has that ever happened before? Would they trade back to three, you think? <laughs> like, ah, we got to jump you the Dolphins. Right, if I told you right now the Steelers had the number two overall pick, would that be pretty devastating for trading for Minka Fitzpatrick? Disa- it would be an absolute – Minka Fitzpatrick would have to be – he, a Pro Bowl. He's been, he, but he has been pretty good. Like I was watching the game, he makes plays. But it, it the number two overall pick. That's that. Just, yeah, but you could argue even if he's a Pro Bowler, you'd be like, well, is he a Pro Bowler or an All Pro corner? Is he a is he Deion Sanders, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey? Okay, I know he's Jalen Ramsey. Okay, because I think any other year trading the first, you know, your first pick, right, the last fifteen year for the Steelers, they would be like, fuck, we're drafting twenty. It's like guys, the first time ever you draft that hurts. That would really sting. The Dolphins got to be just well, especially when it's the perfect time. Like you, if I were, in, I'd be like, guys, this is when you draft a quarterback. This is when you, when Ben's coming off Tommy John, is when you draft his replacement. So the Dolphins who are tanking perfectly, we talked a little bit about it before. There was a story that broke today. Because his spleen is still enlarged, he cannot have contact football. Sam Darnold, okay. that is yeah. former USC quarterback. Has mono with the Jets. Pretty funny. Did you see the pregame uh, moment when he went up to Josh McCown at center at f- midfield? McCown sees him. They're in pre-pregame warm-up, so he's in a sweatshirt. McCown puts his hood over his head, puts his hands inside his sweatshirt, and gives him a hug. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Sam laughed. <laughs> Report came out today, or Luke Falk said, not exactly sure. All week long. Sam Darnold got all the reps in practice while Luke just watched. Though, everyone knew, including Sam and Luke, Luke was going to start the game. Sam was not going to start the game. So, I here, here was my overall take. The franchise hinges on Sam Darnold. You can tank a little bit. Like, y- you would struggle. Let's say Sam Darnold had been healthy. They would have been, I think they were like 15-point underdogs. Maybe the game closed at like 14 and a half. To the Eagles, what's that number if Sam's healthy? Eight? I mean, it's still huge. They're still a massive yeah. underdog, right? So you know you're going to lose. You might as well, this guy, Sam's coming back in the next week or two, you'd think, whenever that spleen gets down to normal people's spleen size. I don't think it's that nuts. Now, I did see a lot of people in the NFL, and your take pregame, you can go into it right now, is that that's fucking insane. That's crazy. I think it's pretty stupid. I think it's pretty stupid. If you wanted to split reps, I'd still think that was questionable. But okay, I get it. You, you know, you don't have that much time for Sam. What if Sam? But if I told you the Dolphins had done it, I don't think you'd think it is crazy because you don't look at the Jets like a full-on tank team, right? I think any starting quarterback, if you know for a week that that quarterback is going to be starting the game, should get first-team reps. But would it? But because of what we saw happen to Mason Rudolph today. Now Mason Rudolph didn't get hit because he hasn't been practicing. But it is, there are Ford F-150 killers driving around that football field. I know. Like, you have but to But you're not the at, starter, guy. Like, it, 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 to me, it'd be well, crazy. But you are, stepping, you are stepping on that field. I, I would say this would be nuts. You are stepping on the field to play quarterback. Like, you owe it to the players on that team for him to get. I'm not saying he's got to get all the reps. Fine. You could convince me pretty easily. But you owe it to everybody who is putting their health on the line when he steps onto that football field that he has gotten some rest. Like, I think this would be fucked up. People are paying tickets to come to the game to watch a guy. It's like, here's Tiger Woods. He refused yeah, but to you're practice not, all but, week. But you know, like, when you're going to the game and Sam's out, like, you're getting Luke Falk, you know you're getting a shitty player. No, I know. It's not really about the fans. To me, it, this is one of those that it is about Luke Falk, being able to just function. On, what if he gets hurt I, I, and now you don't have Sam's I, backup? I, I, 
if you put me, I'm his parent, I'm his friend, I'm him. I understand him being mad. Like, I get, like, you put me in a position. This is like Orlowski had the one tweet when the season started about J- Jacoby Brissett. You just threw a just pick. Just threw a pick. <laughs> a bad pick. Uh, who's that? Like, uh, oh, Marcus I was Peter. like, God damn, they still got Marcus Peters. OJ like, Simpson. It's, Looks like OJ Simpson. It's Honey Badger. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's who it is. <laughs> I was like, God damn, where did they get this fucking DB from? He's making every guy miss. I had no clue who it was. I'm like, where did they find this guy? But, like, when Orlowski's point was, for any backup, your coach tells you you get one shot in life, and when you get it, you just got to throw a haymaker. Because you, you starters are treated differently. The backups, you get one start to start, one shot to start. A little different here. He's been given several starts, and he actually wasn't even the backup. He was a third stringer. Right, right. I just I I have a hard time not being Luke, taking myself away from being Luke Falk, having any sympathy because like bro you're lucky to even be here in the first place like this team's not trying to win this would, I, this would, I, to me this guy would be a fucked up situation like you would go well you're definitely not trying to win let's say Luke McCown was still on the team Sam had mono you had a true bridge quarterback and and Luke or Josh or whatever McCown's still alive doesn't get any of the reps during the week because they're just using the rookie. That'd be like a tank move, right? You just give the rookie all the tank, all the reps during the week, but then he doesn't actually play on Sunday, and you put that, that would be like, what are we doing here? But in this situation, it's such an anomaly. The guy gets mono, and your whole franchise hinges on this guy. The season's already kind of shot. I, I, I so, just, so I have a hard time crushing. If the season's already shot, then what does he need these practice reps for? Because you want to get him rep because he's got to play. For, for, for what, the playoff run? Well, he's going to come for back. Rush. He might come back this week or in two weeks. Well, if, if it's all shot, then what? Yeah, bring him back in a month. What, play it safe. Like I I do I'm understand Luke Falk telling his buddies in 10 years, like, I kind of got fucked in New York. I I, I, I get look, that, and I well, would say he's right. Well, look, I, I, I'm, I think you're right just in general. Like, to me, the one guy getting the shot takes a backseat to what's best for the team. But I would question if it's best for the team to roll a quarterback out there who didn't get a rep with the first team all week. Okay. Like, I don't know who that's good for. I, I, I'm Adam Gase. Because I You're Joe Douglas. my point. I'm Adam the Gase. Ups, You're Joe Douglas. Let me just say this. The upside on Sam Darnold getting 30 more practice reps for this week is so irrelevant. It is so irrelevant. So if I told you on Monday, hey, hey Joe, just because we talk every week, we have meetings, here's my plan. Sam, the trainer just told us, just in this room, He's full going practice because he can't get touched, but he cannot play in the game. We've agreed to that. My plan, I'm going to give him all the practice reps. And I'm Luke's, we're going to have the, the, the scout team run by some other random, and Luke will be sitting with me, but Sam's going to get all the physical practice reps, or at least 90% of them. If you were the GM, you'd be like, I don't like that idea. Well, I mean, I don't know if, you know, now we have a power structure issue, but I would just, my, my real opinion on this real situation is, I don't see how great the upside is. Well, there I'm is it. You're, Luke- you're, ba- you're throwing the game. That's I, I'm, I'm acknowledging that you're throwing the game. I, I'd argue if we would have known, yeah, if we would have known I, this, I think, it is irres- I, I think it was irresponsible <laughs> to put a quarterback out there when you know he's going to play, and you did not give him any of the practice reps that week. My, my issue with, I, I would have withdrawn some money from like my savings, like five grand, if I would have known this and put it all on the Eagles. Like I liked the Eagles before. Knowing that that like the coach is kind of openly tanking, the final thirty-one to six. I'm fine with tanking. I think it's irres. I'm fine with 
taking the greater good over the individual players. Well, what's the difference with him? To a point. So you're saying like the difference between him and the Dolphins is at least Josh Rosen gets the first team reps and he plays? Because they're tanking Uh, too, right? Yeah, I'm fine with tanking. I I don't – you – whatever players you have, if you're going to play the football game, the individual person should have the ability to try and perform at his highest capacity. Don't worry. Luke Falk's not going to go win the football game. But it is – But – but you, to me, when you know a guy's not playing and you give him 0% of those first-team reps, 0%. Now, you could tell me it was Darnold got 60% and Luke got 40 That wouldn't be as, That wouldn't be as crazy, yeah. I'm agreeing. But you can't tell me, well, this is fine because we're tanking, but then – but you're trying to get Sam ready to come back and play. So you're not totally thinking because you well, yeah, Sam's going to be at 100% when his spleen is ready. Like you, Luke Falk is also trying to not die, just like Sam. Well, again, back to my Luke. If I'm Luke or Luke's good friend or like his dad, which I assume like probably talks to his dad like you know all throughout the week. He's a starting NFL quarterback. And his dad's like, you know, we're flying in. We'll be in Philly by Saturday. Like, how excited are you? And Luke's like, actually, Dad, uh <laughs> I've never felt less prepared for a game in my life. Like even in peewees, I, I had more. Pro- like I don't know, uh, John. I think it's I think it's insane. Well, it's you're basically just throwing him out there to the wolves. Is what you're doing, guy. That's what you did. That's what he did. And again, I don't see the upside. Sam Darnold got some extra practice reps. Well, because guy, you of, don't get to practice that much. Like there's just not that many reps to go around in the in football. But but how can you tell me on one hand it doesn't it's just fine because we want to lose, but on the other hand, but we're rushing Sam back in October. But they're not really. So, they're they're just taking their time. Rush, with I'm just saying, like if, if they're not rushing him back, then what is the, what for the Super Bowl run? What does he need all the extra practice reps for? Because he's missed a bunch of games now. Oh shady. Well, but great. We're, I thought we're tanking, so who cares? Well, but I, I ideally now want to tank with him playing and improving or him coming back and just playing well. Yeah, okay. I, again, I'm not saying give him no reps. I'm saying it is irresponsible as someone who puts the team over the individual. I'm with you on all that stuff. But you have so well, yeah, You land with most – I mean, Gase got destroyed on my Twitter timeline. Like, what the fuck's he doing? But, but I tend to – if Twitter's destroying somebody, you know, you and I like to hang back. Well, that, and that's, why I, that's why I turn a different – but I also just kind of knew – if you would have told me it was Simeon, I would have thought it was a little weirder because you're like, well, I've seen Simeon win some games. With Luke Falk, I, I think he just looks at him, and this sucks, but just like a human punching bag for the defenses. I mean, it's just that's how he looks at him because he goes, well, this guy yeah, wouldn't and, have been here look, to begin we, with. You, you sign up for this sport, eyes wide open, all that stuff. But, I mean, that's – It does suck to get your one shot. Line. And that's how it's the way not, I'm not even. It. It's not even about that to me. It's just. But I do. I, I I I do have a human side. Like I can feel some compassion. That sucks. Like you get. I, some people have gotten their shot. Like McGloin. At the end of the day, McGloin got his shot. Right. Connor Cook. They got their shot. Like a real shot. This guy's not getting a real shot. To even. I'd even argue. Like when McGloin got his shot against Denver to like the next game of the playoffs. Whether it went that well or he just if he didn't totally shit the bed you putting out film for other people. Like, I think Luke would say, I'm finally getting my shot to prove to the rest of the league because I know I'm probably not going to be back. But you're not even giving me an opportunity to even prove some of my strengths. I think it's even more basic than that, right? I think it's just like... But I have to, I have to, get, that, I have to as... get that deep to have compassion for him. Okay, fine. That's what you got to do. I just... It seems insane to me. But that's why I would say the Dolphins are the worst. I don't think the Jets are going to be the worst because this guy's going to come back from the spleen and they'll just win some games with him. You'd think. So I would say the how about how about Washington? Jay, what? Well, I guess yeah, I, I would well. say that the competition for the the poop four right now, 
the Dolphins are in the clear lead because one, they're the worst, and two, they're actively trying to lose. They're the ultimate well, they're, combo. They're the best at being the worst, <laughs> yeah. and I mean that sincerely. They're the ultimate combo. Then I think you have a legit kind of street fight for the second poop. It, would you lean Washington or would you lean... Because I do think Jay is still trying on game day. I don't know if Zach Taylor just even... Like, his team's just terrible. Like, I, I don't have a good feel for who's going to lose more between those two games. I, I would say both yeah. those teams are destined to, like, three wins max. I would say the Washington probably has a higher ceiling to a point, but they probably have a lower floor just because their thing could just be engulfed in flames. I do think it's kind of clear by the time people are listening to it, there's a decent chance that we wake up Monday morning and he's fired because Jay Gruden, that is. Just look at what happened over this last 10 days, right? He put the kid in in a mid-game and kind of got him embarrassed. The next week, he announces Colt McCoy. A day later, these videos surface. Kind of harmless, I thought. One of him smoking a what cigarette. He, yeah, what's, I, mean, I didn't even get it. Well, it's like, I, I just think that's all the dirt they have on the guy. So they, they put it out there, tried to like you know, defame him or whatever. You think they use like a local Washington, D.C. dirt Yeah, I don't know. But it's person? just, uh, Bruce Allen's family's in politics. I, it's just, it's a very D.C., Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder. Then after the game. Did you read, did you, oh, I'll let you finish. After the game, Chris Thompson, their good running back, number 25, was in tears. Because he's like, I think he kind of sees the writing on the wall. And he basically like, the one guy in this place that believed in me, in the league that believed in me. Like, he he thinks highly of Jay. He's like, that fed me the ball, that just wanted me off the practice squad on this team. Like, he was crying like this. I might not see this guy tomorrow. Mm. Now, I don't. When not, you check out their coaching staff, are we getting a Jimmy T interim? Because I don't know. One, one can only hope. <laughs> Would that be pretty special? Yeah. <laughs> it would. If you, I don't want to see Jay get fired, but if Jay does get fired, I want him as the interim. And I don't think it's actually that nuts, right? Because you go, well, who on our staff has the experience of being a head coach? If you're them, do you uh, – is it the Niners? Or maybe it's the – They do they, Washington coming they up. Do play, the, Niners they, the Niners play them in like a month. Yeah, but do the Raiders play them coming up? Or is the Niners schedule I'm thinking of? I think it's the Niners schedule you're thinking okay. of. Okay. I, that, I don't think, what I I don't think the Raiders play them. All right. Because I'd be rooting for him on John staff. You're right; they don't play him on John staff playing Washington. It w- More so than I would be rooting for them to coach against each other. But right? would you be rooting for Jimmy T versus the Niners? Do you think? Do you think there is a 25 percent chance that if Jay's fired tomorrow, Jimmy T's the interim, or do you just see that's not possible? I, you know, I, we laugh about it. I, you could argue, like, well, he has head coaching experience. And check the record, John. It's not as bad as it felt. Well, I know. That's, that's what I'm saying, guy. Okay, really quick. I'm just bringing up their coaching staff. I think you'll be shocked. You're not going to read any. Oh, they no, got, you know, so-and-so. Did didn't we do this last week? Went through their coaching staff? Cause, yeah, because we talked about the one guy. Or was it the Freddie Was it the Brown staff? We went I think through? it was the Brown staff because it was Stump. Okay. Okay, I'm just going to read. Bill Callahan. Yeah, I guess you could do him. Yep. Matt Cavanaugh. Nate, something you've never heard of. Greg Minuski, no. Kevin O'Connell, no. Tim Rattay. This is fucking... Kevin O'Connell, the former quarterback? Yeah, the San Diego State quarterback. Okay. Tim Rattay is yeah. their quarterback coach. I kill your... Yeah, I mean, Jimmy T's. Wow. Rob Ryan. They're, they're alumni. They're alum... Huh? Rob Ryan's on the staff. Yeah, that one I knew. Um, okay. It would be pretty special. I, I think the internet would really enjoy it. But you're right, I, 
Wouldn't it probably be Bill Callahan? Don't you think they would just go some kind? It of would form. be whoever Dan has, whoever's been like whoever Dan's been hanging out with the most when he comes into the coach's office. Who's the nicest to him? Is it Kevin O'Connell? He's getting the job. Do you think Dan even comes to the coach's office anymore? That's a weird thing about owning a team. Stay out of here. Then they hate you, and then it's like this sucks. I know that's it is the worst. like. Would it be that fun to be? That's why Chris Cohen sold the Warriors, right? It was like for as rich as Dan is. Would it be that fun to be him? Because part of being that rich and then owning a team would be like everyone kind of likes you. There are people... You I'm, go to the restaurant, everyone... Yeah, yeah I mean, he goes into restaurants, people fake it because he has a lot of money, but I don't think they really like him, right? Right. Like, do you think it'd be that fun to be him? Because I don't. But they, he lives in a pretty fake town where everyone's kind of... I mean, it's the ultimate fake town, so maybe it's not that bad. Well, that's not... Yeah, like, do you think it was ever real, that bad for Jed? Real joy. Do you think it was ever that bad for Jed in like fourteen and fifteen, like going around town? No, no. Like wherever Jed's like, God, Absolutely this sucks. Not. Absolutely not. Do you think anyone ever said anything mean to Jed to his face? Like even at a restaurant, like you asshole, you ruined my team. I mean, do you count like yelling at somebody from a little? Uh, I'm not away? counting Maybe anything not stadium wise. I'm I'm talking yeah. like. March walking down the street. Yeah, you're you're on Santana Row. You're taking your wife, your your friend, your cousins in town. You guys go get dinner in Palo Alto. Like, do you think he ever heard? Hey, that's Jed York. Let's talk some shit. Like, I probably not. Right? That's not how humans yeah. work. Yeah. So I I, uh, I would go. I might go Redskins over the Bengals just because they're infighting now. Feels like it's getting yeah. high. I mean, Gruden saying some lines of. You gonna be here t- this week? Are you expect to coach this week? Yeah, my key card works tomorrow. Also, like, please just fire me. That's where they feel like they're at an impasse, right? It's like they don't want. They're like out of spite. They're gonna keep him around. Well, he can't quit because he won't get his money. What would you do if, if you were in his shoes? Like, would you be going home? Well, I would to, at like dinner time. I would. I would say to the HR person. So if I quit, do I get my money? And the HR person would say, let's check the contract. And I'd say, okay, call me back in a couple of days when we've got that figured out. Didn't they try? They tried to get you to quit so they could avoid paying you? Well, I, w- uh, I was, the question was, are you going to do the show tomorrow? And I said, well, I turned to the HR person and said, if I quit, do I get oh, paid? Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. It was actually exactly what I just said to you. <laughs> And they said, "Well, we have we have something we want to talk to you about, but we were not we can't tell you about it for a couple of days." I said, "Well, then why don't we all just hang out for a couple of days, and you call me when we're ready to talk about whatever that thing is that you won't tell me." Did you ever step foot back into that building? Yeah, because that was on Monday. I went back on like went went back on like Thursday. They offered you a job. That's right. I just think about it sometimes. It's crazy. <laughs> That I was so much more hated than you. It, it, honestly, sometimes it bothers me. You think it's, it was unfounded? <laughs> well, no. I, I mean, I, I get it. But sometimes I just vividly remember these times when Pig Vomit would be there. And I was faking it pretty good. And Guy was like pure asshole. That would flip a lot, too. But it's like we didn't even get credit or, or not credit for talking, those moments. I don't, know what you, I don't know what you're talking about. I was. And it's just. I always handled it very well. You, you had a secret meeting once. But I, that wasn't that weird. I mean, that wasn't, you had nothing to do with it, but it was like, started to ask you questions, and it was like, things got weird. Uh, all right. Should we do some headlines? I mean, I guess we already hit on a couple things, but. 
Yeah, we can just bang out a couple. Uh, you called the Denver game. You called that win. They got that. I'm happy for I. They, you know, I mean, we 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 have because of his time with the Niners, talked so much about Vic Fangio. I'm I'm glad we're just not talking about him as a winless coach anymore. Well, the other thing is, I think he could have a five win season. And he's already kind of having it, where no one thinks he's a village idiot, right? That's not how his first five games have gone. Clearly, yeah. his teams are fine. You know, I I I think. One of the crazier, I don't, I don't know if it's a stat. Would you consider this a stat? That the first coach since 1989 to fire all three coordinators and keep his job? Would you consider that a stat? Or a nugget? Uh, More of a nugget. Okay. But I, I would like that to be it. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Wouldn't you say that's one of the more nuttier nuggets you will ever hear? Because it's, it'll never happen again. A head coach being allowed to fire all three coordinators. The moment I tell you... You know what? Coming off a rough year, owner's unhappy with the coach, but he let him fire all three coordinators. You'd go, well, going to be some pressure on that next season, right? Especially when you were just – one of the coordinators had just changed on offense. Right? Kyle had just been replaced. Yeah, by Sark, who's kind of crushing it right now at Alabama. You know, Sark's – Sark kind of won, Right. I'm just saying it's not no, like yeah. it's the same guys that have been there the whole time. But some of them, have, like, oh, some of them have left. Let's hit a refresh. Right. I mean, Kyle became a head coach. So, I, yeah, yeah. a little different. But I, I know what you're saying. But just when I read the first time in 30 years, and knowing that, you know, they're paying their quarterback $100 million, they gave Julio an NBA contract, they clearly just have some pressure. And then you look at their division, you're like, well, it's it's not like some super powerhouse division. Guy, they're 1-4. and four, and going nowhere fast. Like, Deshaun Watson threw five touchdowns on the Atlanta Falcons. He is a defensive head coach. Is he just a dead man walking? Like, is is he a lock to finish the season? Or is he just a good guy that you just let him finish it out? Like, what's the point in firing him midseason? Or is Arthur Blank, you know, he is a corporate America, sometimes just want to shock the system because you don't want your players to ever get content. Sometimes it's about... And your, and your fan, you know, your fans start getting... you got to... Newish stadium, right? I mean, you... You think he makes it through the season at this rate? I do think they like think him a lot. Up He's 50, a very likable guy. Giving up. To me, it's like, are you losing games or are you losing ugly? If you're losing ugly... They've gotten their ass kicked I think several it's easy times. To just, I think it's easy to justify. We'll get a jump start on the coaching market. You don't really. because. But you just don't... But, but I, I think part of it, you don't want to feel bad about talking to other people when you're head coach. It's more that. Yeah. If you have see, standards, I, I guess. If if you're definitely firing him, I don't like. I don't think it's dirty. I don't think you're doing no. that dirty, especially when he's getting his ass kicked, right? Like he's proven he's not that's the what right I'm guy. Saying. Like if that's what's happening, yeah, I, then it's kind of easy because that job feels like a lock, isn't it? Kind of crazy that two or three weeks ago we would have been like, God, you know, Ron Rivera is in some trouble. That job's gonna come open. Now it's Ron Rivera. <laughs> If he were to like make a wild card, he ain't going anywhere. C Mac attack, man, two hundred and thirty seven yards from scrimmage for uh, Christian McCaffrey. And is it can he beat out? Can he really we talk about you tweeted it, we've talked about it, MVP candidate. I think he's clearly the third guy right now. I would but have But is this like being is this like being a Heisman candidate with Tua and uh Kyler? Like, where it's like, if you're the third guy. No, because I think his is legitimate. If they win 10 games, I know he's been great. I'm just saying, is Mahomes really going to get beat again? I mean, get beat if he's he's better than he was last year. Well, what if Russell Wilson throws 40 touchdowns and they win the division and go 13-3? and How would McCaffrey beat him out? 
But what if what if that too? I'm just asking I, how does Mahomes get beat? Well, because Russell Wilson could have just as many wins and more touchdowns. Like that's possible. I do think though, if the Panthers with Kyle Allen were to make the playoffs, Rasillo had a tweet today. Like I didn't think it was ever possible, but we're watching a running back carry a team like a quarterback. And I think the last, and he, and even he said, like the last time that happened is like Adrian Peterson. Remember that Christian Ponder year when he ran for like twenty five hundred yeah. yards, and it was like this guy is just carrying a team to the playoffs. It is kind of you tweak it a little because he's more ta- he's not just a ground and pound running back. Right? It's probably even more impressive when you're just handing the ball off to him, right? That's yeah. what Adrian did was deserving. Would you say I would imagine if we Googled most of the running backs? Especially in like the eighties or the seventies, like it was just like carries and rushes. Yeah, yeah. So he's a Touchdowns. little more balanced, but does that speak to his? Gr- he's a little more spe- he's special. Yeah, he's different. I, I I think is he one of the most special players you've ever seen? Because I'm watching some of these highlights and going, I never in a million years like would have. You like what's the one to ten scale? The Raiders would have been three and two. Yeah, if you were going ten of shocked, I would say to him be this good. And we all thought he'd be solid or whatever. Like, there's a big difference between like being Julian Edelman and fucking being this. He's guy. He is remarkable. Like jaw droppingly. Wow. What just wows? Like not just a wow play. Like like wow series. Wow games. Wow drives. Wow. Wow. Right. Just like wow. He just kicked the shit out of Team X. <laughs> wow. He just did it again. And now we're at the point where, well, he just snuck up on you. <laughs> Wouldn't you say the number one thing the defensive coordinator is screaming at in the meeting on Wednesday when his team shows up is that guy? And or maybe some Absolutely. of their team. Like, you mean that well, white guy? Now, it's, can't, you can't even argue it because the highlight plays are just him jumping over guys, him catching balls one hand. That touchdown was crazy. I, although I do think more and more guys are getting – the jump is working less and less, it feels like. Well, I saw a guy today got hit in the nuts. Because sometimes yeah, – have you noticed the DB will stop? He'll be like, I'm not going to come to you. I'm going to stop about five yards before you. You're going to jump into me, and I'm just going to tackle right, your legs. Right. I think it's a little more random when it's a speed guy. When it's the Kittles of the world, you're like, yeah, you're going to try to lead me. McCaffrey's leaps are more like when the guy is parallel to the ground, you know, like three feet above the ground, and he just kind of leaps like a track athlete. He would, he would if, if I had to vote right now, Well, I might not give it to Mahomes. I might. I'm honestly, yeah, I might give it to McCaffrey. Would I be crazy? I think you'd be crazy, guy. They I, were three and two. They were dead. They were dead. Yeah. Well, it would be the. We had buried them. I know. He, he's told the city of Carolina, Charlotte, you get on my back. I will carry you to wins. And he did it. I've witnessed it. And I, I, I'm I'm actually a big sneaky Jags fan, so I was rooting against him. I, I played against him today in daily fantasy. He had like 75 points. He, I mean, he literally had like 52 points on DraftKings, which is like a good day, a great day. Is I'd say 30 plus. He had 50 plus. 50 and Fournette had a good day. I had Leonard. Wow. Leonard got me 25, and it wasn't even close. I don't know what to say. I don't. I, he just. He's a beast. Gardner, I got a, I got a couple. You went for 375. I got a couple texts today. Do you think Josh Jacobs is the rookie of the year? I'm like, he's definitely in the mix, but I, I think Gardner has a pretty good argument right now, right? 
Like his isn't like yes. he's not just doing hollow two hundred yard games. He threw on the road, like you said, three seventy five, two touchdowns, no picks. It was two seventy five or three seventy five? Two seventy five. Three, three I thought it was three seventy five. Three seventy five. Yeah. I, I uh when you're I mean if you're if you're gonna be a quarterback doing winning games and doing that kind of stuff, you're not gonna get beat. I don't. It'd be hard for Josh Jacobs to beat him if he's winning football games as a quarterback. So you, I, that's why I keep telling people. I'm like, well, I think Garden's probably in the lead. You think he's in the lead right now? Would um, it, what if the Raiders make the playoffs and Jacobs runs? I think J- Josh has been better. Like to me, he's been better. It's just I. It's gonna. It's just tough if you're gonna be a quarterback and you're putting up enough numbers and you're winning games. That guy just usually wins stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I. You agree? Josh has been better. Just. Just the individual. He's just more dominant. But I. But I. But he's not a quarterback. I think Gardner's been pretty good, though, guy. He's been fantastic. No, maybe he hasn't been better. I don't know. I mean, he's been fantastic. We given this. My only other especially. team that kind of stands out a little bit is just the Chargers. We talked a lot about Denver. Are, are they just not going to make the playoffs? Are they just going to be like a the seven Chargers? or nine, eight and eight team? Just too many injuries. Yeah, I. I don't. I don't think much about the Chargers, honestly. Like they, whenever I glimpse at Rivers, and I, it's not all his fault, I, he just doesn't feel like quite the same right now, does he? Do they need to draft a quarterback? Yeah, they needed to draft one like five years ago. I saw somebody today was like a photo, like here's he, the new home for the Rams and Chargers. I'm like, yeah, I mean, well, he's a kind of yeah, it's the Rams home, and they got a tenant. <laughs> it's like it'd be like, well, Middle Cop just bought a mansion. He's got a roommate, but that roommate actually lives in his guest house. Yeah, you know, that would never right. happen. The Chargers get to pop bottles at the ribbon cutting. Well, didn't you see the get, story that came out of like uh, from Fred Rogan or whatever that the Rams are mad at the Chargers for not pulling their weight? Did we talk about that at all? We didn't talk about it. I don't know what the Chargers' weight was supposed to be. I just would imagine they gave them certain tasks to do, right? Like, are, is this a partnership, or are you Take just out the garbage, do the dishes? What are their tasks? I, I don't know, but just no. Do it's something. not a partnership. There should Stan's gonna cut the ribbon outside the stadium, and then Dean gets to cut like the Chargers locker room ribbon. It's not a partnership. I would say them not making the playoffs makes the Raiders and definitely the Bills like there are some spots open because I thought going into the year we would have considered the Chargers a lock. Most people, right? They just won twelve and four. Their team was pretty stacked. And then just weird shit happened really fast. Lost Derwin James. Yeah. They lost just they just lost guys. Melvin held out too long. Now they're losing to a winless Bronco team at home. Even though they're home games, like you always say, like when they're in the Rams, they're going to be their home. Like, are they really at home? They have to play crowd noise. It's not. It's not like the Eagles were at home today. Are they filling the stadium in L.A.? Yeah. No chance. Are the Chargers filling the Rams stadium? You think they'll be able to sell out season tickets? No. I don't think so. Don't you think, though, if you're just an NFL fan and the Rams' prices are probably super, super high? Could you? Yeah, okay, fine. But that's different to me than, like, are you – are they coming to see the Chargers No, play? no, no. I don't think they have. Like, they're coming to see the Rams play. They, they really did one of the dumbest things ever. Like, they had a good thing going. San Diego people, they love their tacos. They love their beats. They like chilling. But have you ever met a, Sandy, a guy from San Diego that wasn't a passionate Charger fan? They always took a lot of pride in the Chargers. They, yeah, you're saying people from San Diego I'm saying people from San Diego Absolutely. fucking love the Chargers. It's like no different where we came from, from Davis, knew a lot of people in Sacramento, 
and the Davis people are big Kings fans, but you meet someone from SAC, the Kings mean a lot to them. Like that just, oh, yeah. every fucking Good person time. I met to from San Diego, especially when I was at Cal Poly, I vividly remember having like roommates that were some from Southern California. Like we watched Charger games, guy. It was like the Charger games on. It was a big deal. And I think you left, you just kind of shunned that group. But the thing is like, they go to LA a lot too, right? If you're from San Diego, hell, half of those people might live in LA. It's the principle of it, right? You left my city, even though I live in LA now. Like what? It just pissed a lot of people off. So the smaller yeah. base they already had, they kind of fucked themselves. Guy, I'm telling you that the Charger fans I knew were diehards. Um, no, I'm with you. I, when you say Charger fan, I can think immediately of multiple Charger fans that the, are big Charger. Yeah, fans they just like life. take a lot of pride in like the low Neil LT days and just, you know, just yeah, they loved it and they screwed them. But now it's like kind of in no man's land. Sucks. Okay. Are we sure they're never going to go back? Uh, look, I, I don't think Dean would be that bothered if they went back, would he? Like, he's like, hey, Stan. we can't make it. You, you stand oh, yeah, would Dean be would be. Yeah. Uh, we want to break the lease and move out early, but we want our... Uh, okay, yeah, you can go. You're not getting your security deposit back, but you can go ahead and leave. Uh, guy, I think Stan might pay him to leave. I think Stan would do anything to get him gone. Remember, Stan did not want him there. It was forced on him. He had to do it just to get it. Yeah, we're just gonna. You got to help take one of these two teams. Like, God damn! You think we're gonna do the one year, one year period for the Chargers to give you the thumbs up? It's like, yeah, they're coming. Remember that? It was like, well, if the Chargers turn it down, the Raiders are in. We're like, well, they're not gonna turn it down. Stan or Dean fucking hates these people in San Diego. Of course he's gonna go. I remember that like six months. If, if they just turned it down, bro, we're in. Like, no, you guys are not going. It's, it was really one of those they like wrote it, but it, we did, we never even believed the Raiders were an option. Like the league was not gonna let it happen, and, and Stan couldn't have let it happen because they would have taken too much business. Because it would have been different if the Raiders were there a little bit, right? They would have the Raiders would have an easier time selling season tickets than the Chargers. You agree there? In LA? No doubt. Yep. Uh, real quick, the uh, Antonio Brown, if he's waiting on his $40, $40 million, John, that they say the uh, uh, the appeals likely won't be heard until the spring. So, <laughs> reading a rap sheet story here. Yeah, he's uh, – did you – before I let you go here, the deposition story that came out about him on, like, Friday – my first reaction was like, Antonio's an idiot. I can, though, then just, I've watched enough television and could put myself into a position where if I want, am 100% innocent, but I have to go to one of these depositions, and I'm not like in front of a judge, I'm just front, in front of another lawyer. Why would I respect that? Like, I'm so goddamn mad because you're making shit up. You just cost me stuff with the Patriots. I might lose my shit. I'm just, again, I think Antonio's a nut job, and I... If he did any of this stuff, he's a criminal. But if he is innocent, in that seat with the lawyer across from him, I might have been like, fuck you. Just nonstop. I don't, that's not the right tactic to take, and his lawyers are telling him not to do it. I'd say maybe he shouldn't be there for that meeting. How about that? But I, do you have to go to a deposition? I've never been to one. Oh, it's a, oh yeah, I guess if it's a deposition, you do but, have, he has, if it's a deposition. But you know what I'm him. saying? Like If you're in his situation, and you're, yeah. you're innocent... Like Guy Haberman, if I you- just lo- this is what I told you. If I just lost, if I lost, if I had planned on forty million dollars, and I don't have that forty million dollars, I think it'd be a little disingenuous to assume I know exactly how I would act in that situation. Especially if the people on the other side, you knew you were innocent, 
I'm I'm just saying if he was, you could understand where he would be unhinged. Right? Yes. Yes. Although... If a judge is present, then that's a little on you. But if it's no judge, just the other lawyer that's out to get make you poorer. Yeah, I get. Uh, but it. I'd also say like, yeah, I mean yeah. there are. There's, I'm not. Tr- I'm not defending him because he's a. Def- I can't keep the thing is the story. I, is I, not get, like, no, I'm out. Did you do that one thing? I didn't do it. Yes, you did. There's like 37 things that we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, I'm out on. Him. Well, there's like this chef suing him for money. There's a lot of different angles. It's not even just domestic violence. It's like he owes a bunch of people money. He he. he his, he, he's burned a lot of bridges just in his uh, little run here. I'd, I'd say looking at the spreadsheet's probably pretty stressful. The in the in the ingress egress in my bank account right now, if I were him. Yeah, I, I would agree. Well, especially once you sign that Raiders contract, you're like Adam, you're guaranteed. I'm going to make like forty five million dollars in the next couple of years. Yeah. Pay me. You sure you should buy that house? Did you see the contract I just signed? Well, you sure they're going to pay it to you? Well, yeah. If you do happen? follow him on Instagram, he does spend a lot of time in the house that he told Darlington that's already paid off. Now, well, then he's in good shape. But there are property taxes. Well, are there? Well, I think oh, in the yeah, state of Florida, they're, in... they're kind of lower, though. Maybe they are higher. I don't know. Actually, I think no they are higher. Tax. But I think in in states with no income tax, the property, property taxes tax tend to be higher. But also, the... I think it's still pencils. That's why all the golfers live there. It would 100% still pencils. You know why? Because Antonio would be like, what, you see this mansion I'm living in? I paid $1.2 million for it. So my property taxes, even if they are a little higher, I didn't pay that much for this enormous house. Hey, Middlecoff and Haberman, you know that two-bedroom fucking in Danville that's $7 million that sucks? Good luck paying property taxes on that. I'd say, well, I will never buy it, so... The good thing about that place is it keeps you from having more than two vehicles because you'd have nowhere to park them. Oh, in the bay? Yeah, don't waste money on a Lambo because I don't have a parking spot for it. You think Amari's got some space in Dallas now? For his Lambo? Yeah. Pretty, pretty low to the ground. I might hurt my knee trying to get out of there. Yeah, it doesn't look comfortable. But Anyway, all right, on that note. I think they sell just fine. <laughs> okay, adios. See ya. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.